0: Hey everybody, welcome to Come Follow Me Daily Dose. I'm Lindsay Hansen, and today is April 18th. Today we get to dive back into the Old Testament and I am so excited to do that. I've loved this past week taking a look at the Atonement of Jesus Christ and words from the prophets and the apostles, words from various books of scriptures that teach and testify of our Savior, but I'm so excited to be back into the Old Testament, and to see the God of the Old Testament, Jesus Christ, the great Jehovah, there. This week's Come Follow Me block is Exodus chapters 18 through 20. But let's start in Exodus chapter 18. Now, in Exodus chapter 18, Jethro, who is Moses' father-in-law, is going to bring Moses' wife and his sons to Moses. And they're all gonna join the children of Israel out here in the wilderness. Now, there are a couple things that I really love about this story, and to start off, I love that when Jethro gets to Moses and hears the story of everything that happens, let's take a look at what he does. First of all, it keeps saying he rejoiced. Jethro rejoiced for the goodness of which the Lord had done to Israel. Jethro said, "Blessed be the Lord who hath delivered you. Now I know that the Lord is greater than all the gods." So just the absolute joy of Jethro and his ability to turn towards God and to recognize the goodness of God in all the things that happened is just a beautiful amazing example. But then take a look at what he does starting in verse 12, it says, and Jethro, Moses' father-in-law, took a burnt offering and sacrifices for God. So here in this moment, when he is rejoicing over what God has done for him, when he is desiring to show glory to God and thanks to God for all that he had done, for all of the deliverance and all the mercy, his instinct is to make an offering to God and a sacrifice for him. Now, my friends, I understand that things are different now. We don't follow the law of Moses the way it was followed here in the Old Testament. We follow the new law and the higher law that Christ has given. Our offerings are a broken heart and a contrite spirit. We don't offer offerings the same way they did back then. However, do we make offerings and sacrifice in spirit in some way when we see the goodness of God the way Jethro did? In our lives, when we experience mercy, when we experience deliverance, when we see the glory of God and recognize his help, is it our instinct to offer something to him? Is it our instinct to make a sacrifice for him? Do we offer up our broken heart and our contrite spirits? Do we recognize something that we can sacrifice out of our lives to show our thanks for all that God has done? I don't think that that's our natural instinct because the law of Moses has changed a little bit. We don't have thank sacrifices the way they used to, but I love that idea of remembering to offer something to God, to sacrifice to God when we see his hand, his glory, his mercies, and his deliverance in our lives as well. In fact, President Hinckley once said that gratitude is the very essence of worship. And so here in the Old Testament, as they worshiped God for deliverance with offerings, our gratitude is a sign of worship for the things that our Father in heaven has done for us. Now, going on, we're going to see something really interesting and a really important principle for us to understand. When Jethro comes to Moses, he sees that Moses is sitting in judgment all day long The people are coming to him with their problems and he's giving counsel and advice and trying to help. All day, every single day, Moses's life is spent trying to make judgment and offer advice and help the people. Now you might hear that and you might think, oh, well, that's really nice. That's really sweet. But listen to what Jethro says and to the advice and counsel that he gives. Verse 14, and when Moses's father-in-law saw all that he did to the people He said, "'What is this thing that thou doest to the people? Why sittest thou thyself alone, and all the people stand by thee from morning until even?' Now, something that I love here and something that's really interesting is the phraseology that Jethro uses. Normally, we would say, "'What is this that you're doing for the people?' right? I mean, Moses is sitting there trying to serve, trying to give, trying to help and bless. You would think that Jethro would say, what are you doing for the people all day and all night? But that's not what he says. He says, Moses, what are you doing to the people? What are you doing to them? And He makes it sound like Moses is torturing the people from day to night rather than offering help. But I love the lessons that we can learn here. First of all, As much as Moses is trying to help, doing it all himself is not a help for his people. If he's trying to really help his people, then he wants to help them grow, help them learn, help them progress. And he can't do that if he himself does everything for them. He needs to give other people the opportunity to grow by serving, by blessing, and by helping And so this, Moses, what are you doing to the people? Well, one thing that he's doing to the people is hindering their progress. And so Jethro has this solution. Listen to what he says. First of all, he says, the thing that thou doest is not good. So here Moses is trying to do everything good, everything for his people. And Jethro's like, look, I know you think you're doing good things, but what you're doing is not good. And then he says, thou wilt surely wear away for this thing is too heavy for thee and thou art not able to perform it thyself alone. So essentially what Jethro tells him to do is when it comes to pointing people towards God and when it comes towards teaching them laws and ordinances, Moses needed to do those things. Those were important parts of his calling. But he says, when it comes to trying to counsel and help other people, you need to find good, righteous, God-fearing people and make them rulers over the thousands and the hundreds and the fifties and the tens. Let them help you lift. So essentially, Jethro is teaching Moses this incredible lesson on delegation. But there are a couple of things that we can learn from this story. First of all, when we are around or serving with those who have a stewardship? Are we making sure that we're taking things off their plate so that they won't surely wear away? Because truly, just as Jethro says, carrying the burden of a quorum or a relief society or a young women's or any stewardship completely alone is too heavy for us to bear alone. And so if we are in a position to help someone or to serve someone, with those stewardships, are we doing what we can to make their burden light? But the second thing that we learn, we learn from the humility of Moses. In verse 24, it says, so Moses hearkened unto the voice of his father-in-law and did all that he had said. Now it could have been really easy for Moses to be like, look, Jethro, do you remember the stories you just heard? I parted the sea." I made it rain bread from heaven. <laughs> like He could have easily been like, look, I'm the boss here. I've got some power. I've got some authority and I'm going to handle it the way I want to handle it. But instead, but instead Moses was able to humble himself and receive wisdom and receive truth from wherever it came. My friends, truly our father in heaven can teach us in a myriad of ways. Years ago, in a talk called Ears to Hear, President Eyring talked about a boy in his deacon's quorum who would take meticulous notes anytime that he taught, so much so that when he knew he was going to be gone, he would send a tape recorder with his brother to record what was being taught. Elder Eyring says, When the deacon came back, I asked him why. I don't remember his words, but I remember that it was clear. He knew what I knew. God was trying to speak to that deacon's quorum. The boy wasn't anxious to have a tape recording to hear me. He was trying to hear God. He knew where to listen and how to listen. He wanted to hear. He knew how. And he had faith that he could. God will call people to care about you and to teach you. And if you will listen and hear the voice of God, the kingdom will roll forth to its appointed place, ready for the coming of the master. My friends, When we are humble, God can teach us. And when we are teachable, God can find ways to get truth into our hearts through a myriad of sources, whether that's in the scriptures, whether that's through personal revelation, whether that's through a deacon's quorum advisor, through a bishop, through a father-in-law. God can teach us truth and can inspire us to follow him if we have ears to hear and eyes to see. Thank you so much for listening today. If you're enjoying this podcast, make sure to follow us on social media, subscribe, like, comment, or share. This has been Come Follow Me, Daily Dose, and I'm Lindsay Hanson.